0: You're gonna remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you wanna to get to a goal, if you wanna to get to your dream, you gotta focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time. You have to be patient and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you wanna be great at, whatever you wanna be special at, I'm sure you're, you maybe already be good at it, but to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason to do something truly extraordinary. But what are you gonna to do to get there? I am so grateful and fortunate to have looking for Steph, Stephanie Veloso on the show. Welcome to the show, Steph.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Mark. So happy to be here, so excited. No,
0: this is very exciting. There's so many things we wanna get into about this fascinating young lady. But I'd like to hear all about your, your start. You, you grew up in Miami. Tell us about your, basically, immersion into the Miami culture, because Miami is very unique. We're going to hear all about it, because you're a specialist. You're a specialist. (laughs) I guess you could say that. So please, tell us about your story.
1: Um, So I actually was not born in Miami. A lot of people don't know this. I was born in New York to uh, to 100% born and raised Brazilian parents. So I am the Brazilian gringa, as people love to call me, and... um, We moved to Miami when I was about uh, four or five years old. My parents were tired of the cold. They were tired of bundling us up and having to get us down three city blocks. And after three city blocks, just being like, Mom, I have to pee. And having to take off, you know, 30 layers of clothing and go back. So, so yeah, so we moved down here. This was previously just a vacation destination Mm -hmm. for us. And, I mean, I got straight into it. I went to school and started my... Young life in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And to you, Miami, you've seen a lot of crazy, you know, we talk celebrities, amazing things that happen in Miami, but you've seen a lot of transitions that Miami has gone through. So your start, um, it was super, it's still super cool, but it's a very different version now of what it used to be. Yes. So what are those transitions? What, are, what do they look like? to take us where we are now?
1: Um, so when I came to Miami, um, you know, I'm 34 now, so it was kind of already just post the whole uh, cocaine cowboys craze of Miami, right? Of course, so it was early yeah. 90s, so it was just coming off of all of that kind of insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so Miami was really a burgeoning city. You know, There was a lot happening. There was a lot of supermodels living here. There was a lot of still drug dealers. There was a lot of uh, very high profile celebrities and businessmen living here. And I think that that really, or I know, I mean, for sure, it contributed to a really vibrant nightlife and a really vibrant social life. So I grew up kind of watching all that happen. I remember, you know, my mom going to, there used to be a really... Um, nice area of Coconut Grove called like, the Mayfair Mall and it was like very chic and there was mm-hmm. a Ralph Lauren proper store there mm-hmm. and I remember going with my mom one day and we walk in and she's just there to buy like two blouses or something and there's this guy and he's with like these four like stunner women like all Amazonian super tall and he has like this crazy gold watch on and he's just at the counter like paying cash for anything they want and I don't think I fully understood it at that age but I knew something bananas was happening mm-hmm. Um, And I kind of grew up in the midst of a lot of that flashy intensity. And I think a lot of that's still here now, but I think finally Miami's starting to be taken seriously. It's not just frivolous anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, The party's still going, but there's a lot of business happening behind all the fun. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And Miami is, we have a new young lady who's working at... um, our 1220 location uh, from Australia. And the way Miami is perceived, like all over the world, is very unique and it's certainly trending up. Um, But can you think back to when you started? What were the the most prominent then restaurants, clubs, things happening in Miami that were super cool or just the places, what were they back then?
1: I mean, back then, for sure, um, there were different scenes, but Coconut Grove was a scene. Cocoa Walk was super cool. Mm. Um, I would say family by day, but parties by night, and there were guys in super cool hooked up cars doing laps around all night. As far as South Beach, I mean, certainly I would say when, when I was already, I mean, I wasn't old enough to get in, but I was getting in, I would say it was just phasing out of Liquid Nightclub, going into Mansion, going into Purvey going into Opium Garden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We all have some shady memories
0: there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was definitely a circuit.
1: Definitely, right? And so um, just prior to that, obviously, had been Living Room. Um, You know, you were definitely getting into the days of, um, oh, God, what was that place? Down south. I just, like, blanked out on it. Well, I'll get back to it. But as far as restaurants, I mean, Nobu at the Shore Club, super cool. Oh, yeah. Prime One Twelve, which is still super cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) It was like the C and B scene. I mean, that was it. That's where you wanted to go. And um, I think back then there weren't as many options. Now there's definitely a lot more to choose from. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a vibe for sure.
0: (laughs) Certainly. I mean, I remember there was a point where you had your Nobu's and you had Prime, but you didn't have. uh, It wasn't a restaurant city. It really wasn't no it, correct, and now it's like gangbusters, crazy <laughs> restaurants, so we'll talk about that later, but liquid was Chris, right yeah, yeah, yeah I mean he crazy run, I mean he's like the uh, superhero of, of of clubs, and no one can do it better um, what was his reputation like then? Do you remember it?
1: I mean, I remember it. <laughs> I mean, he was he was a little bit of a bad boy, but, you know, everybody wanted I've heard to. that. I've heard that.
0: He's a, he's a good boy now. Like, shout, sorry, Chris. Shout, shout out to Chris. He's a good shout boy. Shout out to
1: Chris. I love him. He's yeah, great. One yeah. of the best people I know, yeah. but, you know, back then he was a little bit of a bad boy, and everybody wanted to party with him and go where he was going, but, you know, maybe there'd be a little trouble you know but Uh, it was all fun (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah
0: And, and now uh you've seen its growth like we said the restaurants and the clubs and it's certainly transitioned do you feel like those big the big clubs are kind of phasing out and now it's more like the not speakeasy but smaller clubs more of a vibe or lounge that's more in now
1: Yes. So I definitely, I mean, we still have the giants, right? We, mm-hmm. we cannot um, have this conversation without talking about obviously like live nightclub, mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. it's one of the most successful clubs in the country. Absolutely. But I will say I've been seeing this trend now of uh lounge and also restaurant lounge kind of hybrids and a lot of members only clubs. Mm-hmm. That's something that didn't really exist in Miami anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it was definitely happening in New York, in LA uh, where I spent a lot of time too. Um, but Miami now is kind of focusing on a bit more of a boutique experience and a personalized right. experience. And I think also a a more elevated experience. Not that it wasn't before, but now it's just taking things to another level for sure.
0: What what Absolutely. What are the other uh, clubs? We have ZZs. What, what are the other club membership clubs? I
1: mean, I love ZZs. There's also a... Um, I I feel like a lot of people know about CZs, but Mm -hmm. there's another place a lot of people don't talk about. It's called Haiku, Mm -hmm. and it is truly completely Mm members-only. You kind of pre-commit, like, if you're accepted and you have to be referred by an existing member. um, Accepted, (laughs) accepted. (laughs) Yes, and you can't just apply. It's kind Of of like... You know, the existing members have to refer you, uh, they review, and they review I believe only once a year, and if you are accepted, you are kind of already pre-committing to a certain number of dining experiences, and mm. it's really beautiful, and it's amazing, and um, so that place is really cool. Um, I heard of a new place, I don't know the name yet, and I don't really want to share too much if I get anybody in trouble. but. There is a certain place somewhere around Collins and the twenty-somethings, let's say the low twenty-somethings. Okay, okay. That used to be a very popular nightlife spot. Okay. That's already had two different iterations. Okay. And this place is now very soon also going to open as a members lounge. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Interesting. You heard you heard it here first. So, <laughs> Steph I'm, I'm, told me. I'm you. sure <laughs> Steph, Steph will uh, <laughs> certainly be there. Steph told me. Okay. Awesome. So now. Um, what do you remember? What was your favorite spot growing up? Favorite restaurant, I mean, favorite restaurant. And then, if you had one place that you would absolutely want to sneak into, you because you weren't of age, <laughs> what, let's cover those two before we move on to the social scene.
1: Okay, so super easy. I can say that for me, which by the way, I was a complete hermit up until a certain age. I think about like sixteen, seventeen. What changed? Um, well, I was on the competitive uh, dance team at my school. It was like a high kick team. Oh, wow. Jazz, you know, hip hop, everything, lyrical. I was always into dance. I thought I was going to go on to be like this ballerina and all of these things. Um, and one day, a friend of mine who's a little bit older, um, she actually broke her ankle. She was at the, the Miami Beach, the ballet school, mm-hmm. and she asked me to cover for her. And at night, she would work as like a dancer, like the dancer girls, like on the stage at this club called Mansion. So I said, okay, I'll go ahead, I'll audition for your boss. I did, I got the gig to cover for her, but after she was better, the boss was kind of like, you're great, Like we wanna keep you on. And I started going at definitely, I would say, I was probably 17 at the time. Um, I was going to Mansion, I started to get to know um, the security, the managers, like just everybody who was kind of hustling and bustling and making the day-to-day work. I didn't know any of the owners at this point. Mm-hmm. And they were just very nice to me. They always looked out for me. They made sure that no creeps were trying to talk to me, whatever, that's you know. Nice.
0: Series of brothers, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, that's how I kind of really, really got into that scene. And then eventually I did meet the owners and everybody else. And that's a different story. But for me, I think what started my real love affair at that time was Mansion. Mm-hmm. Mansion was the coolest place to be. And I swear to you, if I can get in a time machine, I would go back right now. And um, second to that, I would say Mint. Mint was really cool. <laughs>
0: I remember I remember Mint, uh, I remember Rock Bar. Rock Bar That's where, I <laughs> met, where I met my wife, by the way. Oh my god, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> it was wild. But um <laughs> then what was special about Mansion to you?
1: You know, I think to me, um, again, maybe because I had made those kind of relationships, those friendships with everybody who worked there. Like I knew every busboy, I knew every bartender. I actually ran into one of the bartenders. Shout out to his, his name is Chris. I ran into him recently, actually, super cool. And um, I think because I knew everyone, I really felt like I was home there and Mm -hmm. I felt safe. And I'm telling you, like I was, by the time 17, 18, 19, 20, my mom would sometimes drop me off, my mom at the front door of the club and she knew every door guy and she knew they were gonna look out for me so I'd be safe and so I think, that vibe already started it off for me. And then, second of all, the parties that would go on there would go sometimes six, seven in the morning. They would drop the curtain down on the stage and we would all party behind the stage. And we would like stumble out the back and the sun was coming out. But again, it was the sense of community. It was the mm-hmm. sense of somehow inclusivity, which sounds really strange to say about a club that's supposed to be exclusive. But at you the know. end of the day, like
0: <laughs> all, as we know, all businesses function uh, or get optimized I'm, I'm I'm struggling to find the words but because they have some sort of a culture or a the vibe culture we we'll call it whatever you want but what is happening inside is it's inclusive and you want to be there because of the bonds and the connections you have with the people and let's be honest it ends up feeling like close friends to family yeah. right and that's why you keep going back and that's why people want to keep going back it's cool but it, I think it has to be more than cool yeah you know yeah. um so that's very interesting but also i think at that time i mean i i remember coming down here when i was playing sports and all those faces that i saw they still like they're in south beach and they all have stories when i see like there's so many names i could ramble off they're still here yeah. and it's not like they're in clubs they're doing things they're all grown up and they're. but i think it's really cool because everyone kind of knows each other mm-hmm. and You know, if you need something, you can go to those people and they'll almost help you because it's a close knit community. And Miami is not a terrible place. I actually think it's a wonderful place and people are kind of tight. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, um, (laughs) I mean, I do agree with everything you're saying about that sense of community. I think somehow, again, Mansion for me, in my experience, felt like Cheers, you know, Mm -hmm. where everybody knows your name. Like somehow it had that small town bar feel, even though it was a giant club. Um, and I also do agree with you. I do think that, I think that any city is what you make it. And I think that any city has a scene, you know, everywhere you go, you can say, oh, everybody knows each other. It's a small scene. It's what, I mean, I, my argument for Miami is at the end of the day, we live in paradise. The sun is shining most mm. of the time, sometimes across the street and it's raining on you, but it'll switch over in That's five right. minutes. That's right. Um, you know, we have it pretty easy. We're not, you know, cooped up inside or in heavy coats and wearing all black all Mm -hmm. half of the year, like in other places. Um, and I think that the pace of life and the mentality here Mm. is kind of, it's it's very tropical. It's very relaxed. It's very laid back. And I know you hear people say all the time, like Miami is not Florida.
0: That's right.
1: Miami isn't the U S Miami is another country. And it's a, really cool country I mean I think it's the American Riviera I think it's a melting pot and I think that if you choose to see it that way Mm -hmm. and you choose to kind of see that side of it then that never-ending spirit of celebration can be a positive thing I Mm -hmm. mean there is a dark side if you really get caught up but that can be that case can be made for any city I think
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely Miami is super unique I have friends from all over the country and playing sports in different towns, they'll say, hey, what's Miami like? And they, they ask me questions. I'm like, it's really not like that. It's pretty normal. The one thing I will say about Miami, everyone wants to travel and go on vacations. I'm like, you kind of live in a vacation spot. The water's right there. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The beaches are incredible. You have everything you want. You want to go to a nice restaurant. It's right there. You want to have a staycation. Do whatever you want. Yeah. It's really here. We're very fortunate. We're very blessed. It's one of the best cities in the world, if not the best city in the world, in my opinion.
1: I mean, I I... I'd be hard pressed to not agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I think, and again, uh, especially with what's going on now, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you said that we have everything at our fingertips here. Mm-hmm. And now um, I think professionally, um, in terms of business and in terms of opportunity, we're also growing and becoming respected in that aspect as well. So, I mean, mm-hmm. what else could you ask for?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I wanted to transition into. What you're doing now is super cool, it's super fun, and honestly, I really look forward to it because it makes me laugh like crazy. <laughs> because it's, that's why it's so funny, because it's true, as Dane Cook says, hence funny. <laughs> you're laughing, but it's true. Yeah. So um, Looking for Steph uh, is your Instagram handle, correct? Yes. Yes. And you started basically putting together clips that are very specific explaining Miami. And I'm going to let you, why did you start doing these clips? What made you think to do this?
1: Um, so, so, yeah. So my Instagram, at least looking for stuff, started on a personal note only. It was just a regular page. I was posting, I don't know, my avocado toast, my coffee, whatever. The, the mm. outfit of the day, I think like so many other people online. Right. Nothing special. Um, and I have also, of course, my second account, Steph, told me where, you know, I've been building my brand. Um, but what I wanted to do with both of them or the way that they, well, I should say the way that they originated was, um, like I told you, since back in kind of late high school years, I started going out and I started getting in the mix and I started meeting all sorts of people and befriending all sorts of people. People really started to to call me that. They were kind of like, where's Steph? I'm looking for Steph. Like, where's she gonna be? Where's she going? Or, you know, where should I go? And they'd come and ask me and they'd say, well, Steph told me, Steph told me, Steph told me this. So these became like two kind of names that kind of stuck and were kind of rotating around. Um, But what happened with the looking for stuff videos in particular were one day I was just like talking to a friend and I was like, man, you remember back in the day, like at these condos and there was a particular condo that brought it up, which was the flamingo. And I don't know if you know about the flamingo back in the day, but
0: (laughs) I want to say I do, but if I say I do, that might mean other things. So I heard about it. I heard about it. (laughs) You heard. We've all heard heard about what it was
1: back then. And it was kind of a, party central to put Mm -hmm. it mildly and uh, we started just kind of talking about that condo and a couple others and I said you know what like let me just make this video let me just talk about these condos and whatever let me just make it and send it to you just for us like it was a joke you know so I got onto TikTok I'm like oh my god what am I doing I'm 34 years old I'm probably the oldest person on here and I made this video like with crappy mic or whatever just kind of winging it saying things that I remembered about these condos and I posted it and I went to sleep and um, the next morning, or I should say afternoon, because <laughs> I wake up a little late, mm-hmm. uh, I have all these texts from my friend. She's like, hey, like, go online. Go online your TikTok. Go to your Instagram. Go look at the videos. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, dude, just trust me. Go look. And they had blown up. And mm-hmm. they'd been reposted by all these people. Mm-hmm. And people were like laughing. I mean, some people weren't laughing. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It depends. It depends. It depends who it was. But
1: yeah, that's kind of how it started. And at that point I was like, well, let me just keep going. And I started talking about everything that I knew and remembered.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it. I was crying laughing at several of the condos. We've (laughs) talked about that multiple times. Which one was the most popular?
1: Um, It's a pretty close tie. Uh, The Opera Towers. Oh, yeah. The
0: Opera Towers is good. (laughs) Which also definitely hit a few nerves uh,
1: with a lot of people. And um, the original, which was chapter one of what Mm -hmm. your Miami condo says about you. So I think I covered Flamingo. I covered some of the Paraiso Towers Mm -hmm. in Edgewater. And um, I think the Continuum. I can't remember.
0: I think you did the Continuum I know a lot of people who live in a continuum, <laughs> but, uh, so, as you do. So um, do you get a, now are you getting more requests to hit on certain things? Are people telling you what to hit on?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so the thing that shocked me the most is there are actually people that are upset that really? I'm not kind of roasting or okay. throwing out some little jokes about their particular condo. And also now, because I've branched out into restaurants, other things right, I right. obviously covered... Your oh, gym. Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah you <laughs> some did. people are now feeling left out, which oh, I, I love mm-hmm. um because that's all what it is that's all yeah. it is it's all right. in good fun, you right. know it's of course a little roast. of course
0: <laughs> I love it, and you know it's interesting you 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 cover these videos and you're you know hitting on all the their nerves, but they're also every spot in miami and you're the thing is that the things that you're saying are incredibly accurate. So when these people fire at, you know, shout out to you or are combative with you on social media, what do you say to them?
1: Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie when I did that first video and I got like inundated with all sorts of comments and whatever, and I was literally going through one by one. Mm-hmm. I mean, my immediate instinct, I think obviously was to like, in my mind, I'm going through all the responses I could, right. you know, kind of How do you back. handle that. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean honestly, and, I, and you know, anybody who says that they don't feel it to some extent or have some sort of reaction, I, I, I don't believe anybody who says that. Mm-hmm. I think that no matter how long you've been doing comedy or acting or anything you do that's your creative craft, mm-hmm. it is gonna like sting a little bit on some level, mm-hmm. but I will say um, most of it now kind of just slides right over. I delete it, I block them, I don't really say anything. I don't I don't believe in feeding people who have bad intentions right. with more of smart. my energy or my time it's if smart. i can avoid it i avoid it you right. know yeah
0: awesome and this your your platform the things that you're doing now are you you must have you know all kinds of people or platforms reaching out to you maybe it's magazines i don't know podcasts like this or has that increased tremendously yeah,
1: yeah yeah a lot of people have reached out to me <laughs> um i've definitely already started getting work from this mm-hmm. um and it's been requests for podcasts. I've gotten requests to host events. Um, I hosted a couple things over um, Art Basel, you mm-hmm. know, in December. Mm-hmm. And I've been writing for different outlets, you know, kind of contributing there, here, and there, doing some freelance stuff. So it's definitely exploded in ways that um, a lot of ways I didn't expect. Some that I could have maybe expected, but I've been pleasantly surprised. Right. Um, and I love it all because, truthfully, um, if I can trace back everything I was passionate about, and I love all the way to my childhood, like mm-hmm. my earliest memories, and I think we were saying before, is like I love to read. And right. I don't like audiobooks. I don't like reading on an iPad or a Kindle. Like I like an old school book. I love the smell of books. I, you know, when I was a kid, I used to hide under the covers until late hours when I was supposed to be sleeping oh, with my little awesome. reading light, reading till three, four, five in the morning. That
0: speaks volumes, by the way. I mean, it's that's a big that's, deal.
1: <laughs> that's what it was. It was always a passion for me. So I always... Um, was fascinated by storytelling, uh, by getting kind of lost in a story, by writing, you know? Um, and later, you know, as I kind of grew more confident, not not so much when I was young, I got confident speaking as well. So I always knew I wanted to do something that encompassed mm-hmm. those three mm-hmm. kind of talents, I guess you could say, or skills.
0: Okay. Did you have a favorite author or series of books when you were a kid?
1: Ooh, that is so hard to pick. That is so hard. Um, I had many, Mm -hmm. but I will say that in those terms, the books that I reference the most or the author that I still go back to the most, truthfully, I mean, I'm a classicist, like I go back to Shakespeare. And when I was a kid, I memorized a lot of his verses and a lot of his books and things. So I think for me, he is, well, it's debatable who he really was. Mm -hmm. People say he might've been a woman. He might've been somebody else. He might've not really been him. Um, I think he was the grandfather or maybe he was the grandmother of, I think, modern literature
0: awesome yeah that's impressive (laughs) that's that's super it is surprising but that that, that's awesome to know and do you now now when you say you have to hold the book you like the smell of books do you do you are you geared toward philosophy or do you focus on one thing will you read anything do you read self-help books do you read you know like would you read a Jay Shetty book yes yeah yes I
1: will read anything I'm open to everything I think that's always been always been the case like I've never been biased Mm -hmm. I might have had those favorites as a kid but I read a lot of fiction I'll read nonfiction I Mm -hmm. love self-help I adore philosophy there was a long time when I was much younger that I swore I was gonna be a psychologist Mm -hmm. Um, I could see that yeah (laughs) so you know I I'm open I'm really open to it all I read news articles all the time I'll read anything Mm -hmm. at any time and I do think that's one thing that I I am proud about when it comes to myself Mm -hmm. Is I still somehow miraculously have the attention span to read something kind of long form in this day and age when everything is very short, you know, sure. in span. <laughs> that's
0: certainly a skill set. It's a skill set. It's a very important skill set to focus and actually take something to the finish line. Yes. So that's impressive. Kudos yes. to you. Um, so when we talk about all these videos you're posting in your platform, and a lot of businesses is coming from this, we have people on the show that. You're, this is actually serious. This is a business. You're very mm. professional. You take this seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Steph, on the way over here, I knew she was going to be on. She asked me if I had certain tools <laughs> to make sure that this was perfect, which is amazing because I was super impressed. Like, she takes it very serious, and I love that. It's not She's not just screwing around with the camera and shooting s- some videos. She actually puts a lot of thought into it, yeah. and that's super. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that in anything. So, you know... Tell the audience, like how serious you take this and how much time you put into this and how much thought goes into
1: this. Yeah, um, that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And and it is the case for me. I I am, as I said, very nocturnal. I stay up until late hours of the night. I think by the time you're rowing in the gym, oh, I'm yeah. still awake writing at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's my vibe and like many creatives, you know, I, I, I just I think that the world quiets down enough for my brain to kind of turn on in those mm-hmm. hours. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, I write all night and every video I've done, I mean, I think the opera tower was the only one I was completely unscripted. And I think that the it content went, I put in the back yeah. spoke for itself. It
0: really went, it almost. went very well. It went very well. That worked out. That now worked out. It was out.
1: more just reaction mm-hmm. camera time, but mm-hmm. um, every other episode that I write, which truly to me is an episode, I spend sometimes weeks Um, I did an episode the one on Komodo actually the Komodo episode. I was tinkering with that for almost three months I was never happy with it I'm still not happy with the version Mm -hmm. that I released Mm -hmm. and there's I probably have ten different versions and takes and kind of angles with it Um, So for me First and foremost the thing that's most serious to me is to make people laugh Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, Steph, so you've been in Miami forever You know Miami better than anyone we really need to cover your list. Your list is a special list of the places to go. And I'm not talking about and some of these places will be cool, but these are places that maybe people aren't aware of, correct? Please.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um I think everybody knows the big names and, you know, the hot places with all the big PR that get published all the time. Um, And we love those places. They're great. Um, But I don't think they need any more help, you know? So I think that there are a lot of places that are really great hole in the wall, Um, maybe mom and pop shops. A lot of them also happen to be locally owned and operated, which makes me more passionate about them. But um, yeah, I think we need to give these guys some love too.
0: Okay, so we go through this list, you got to give us the ins and outs and give us the scoop on everything about these spots. Because I, I have people that message me all the time, where should I go? And I know where they should go, but I want them to go to the best spots in Miami. So shoot, here we go.
1: Okay, so in no particular order, so nobody gets upset, um, there's a lot of great places, first and foremost, to eat which is the first priority for me okay. to eat well. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to go down the list of a couple of them, and I'm sure I'm going to leave some people out. But, you know. I'm
0: going to take some notes.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so kind of starting with um, a very old-school favorite of mine. It's in Coral Gables. It's been there forever and ever, uh, Cafe Abraci.
0: Okay, I've heard of it. I've heard of it.
1: Yes, so a lot of people I think kind of know, but outside of the Gables, maybe they don't. So Cafe Abracci is just an old-school, amazing, classic service Italian joint. Like, it's the kind of place that, like, if Sinatra was still alive, he would be there. You know? Okay. Okay. And this is
0: like we're talking six tables, 10 tables, 20 tables, um, roughly.
1: Like 20, 20 tables, maybe a little bit more. Okay. You know, it's definitely a nice romantic vibe. So maybe Valentine's Day for people who are interested. Okay. It's family friendly, just really beautiful, small, and you're really going to get that personalized kind of uh, service there.
0: Love it. So, love there's it. What's that? The best dish? Ooh. Or what have you had that was incredible there? What do you recommend? I'm going there. Okay, I need to know I would what say, to order.
1: Generally speaking, like people like to go for the fish, for the sides, whatever. I think this is a place where the pastas are the star. So generally speaking, any of the pastas is this is the place to go. Okay. And I will also say that a lot of the Italian places I'm gonna talk about, in my personal opinion, have different strengths. Okay. So, some of them might be pizza, some of them might be side dishes, but if you're going to Bracci, order a great wine and order a great pasta.
0: Awesome. Bottom awesome. Line. All right.
1: um So, next on my list is on South Beach. It's called Casa Isola. It is also Italian. Okay. So, Casa Isola is the place you go to get your frigatoni. Oh, wow. It's like the rigatoni it might be better than the rigatoni I'm going to upset some people with this, oh, but you boy. know what? If I know you go where you're there, going with this. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> you have to get it um and they also have some great cocktails and it's in a really cool area called sunset harbor so you can literally leave this place and you can get a great drink at bay club which is just around the corner and
0: it's semi-new correct
1: it's semi-new i think it's only about a year and change old i want to say definitely under two years
0: okay and we have to do this or, or maybe i should bite my tongue but let's <laughs> you you go on and then i'll jump in okay. because i know we're gonna make some rigatoni comparisons is that correct yes okay. we're gonna to
1: have to talk about the rigatoni frigatoni okay for rigatoni. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay okay okay. so uh then when you leave casa sola a place i love um is right around the corner is called bay club so okay. bay club is obviously attached to lucali they're the same owners as lucali uh we know they're very famous for their pizza but at Bay Club you can just get great specialty cocktails. Um, you can sit outdoors. It's a great kind of local watering hole and you can mm. definitely meet other, I would say, it's kind of like a young under, I would say an under 45 crowd, like probably like that 20 something to 40 something crowd. Really, okay. really cool, really okay. fun. Understood. Um, after that, I would say, wait, my, let me stop you there. Yeah. Is it
0: the, the pizzas at Lucali are huge? Is that correct?
1: They're, they're pretty big, okay. Um, I just like them because they're a very, very thin crust. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, I don't know, it's just they're not too saucy, they're not too sauce heavy, which for me is very important.
0: Understood. So, I'll, I'll, I have a, a friend from Montreal an Italian friend who owns several Italian restaurants and I'm going to tell you the quality of the pizza is determined by the quality of the blisters oh. on the crust did you know that yes you did know that. yes well oh, my mom I, taught me that okay, okay. I can't make a great pizza, okay, of it okay. I was <laughs> like I've never heard of such a thing okay. yeah I'm sorry to interrupt please. no
1: no so they're great um I mean we can get into a pizza conversation okay if we want to go into pizza we in might Miami. have to circle back, a, circle back at the end okay we'll circle back all right great next um a personal favorite of mine Odia. Odia is on Miami Beach. It's uh, off of Fifth and I believe Meridian. Um, It's advertised as Argentine style, like Argentinian, uh, but they do a really, really special uh, barbecue on Sundays. So they also have some very low-key fantastic pastas. Um, The shrimp, the spicy shrimp pasta especially, is my favorite, Um, but they do fantastic meats. They do fantastic sides, surprisingly light uh, dishes. Uh, they have a burrata that I love. Again, great cocktails. And when you kind of leave Odia, you can go to this place that's also around the corner. It's called Mini Bar. Okay. Local watering hole, really great, really small. It's very much the vibe of like Cheers. Everybody knows your name.
0: Big fan of Boston.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Big fan. Okay. That's great. I you know why I work out so oh, much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd oh, be yeah. in
1: trouble if I didn't. Um, next, another favorite. We're going to go into some sushi here. Gold Standard.
0: Gold, where is that? I've never so, even heard of Gold Standard, but so. that's the beauty of this list.
1: <laughs> yeah, Gold Standard, uh, which in my opinion is the Gold Standard in Omakase in Miami, it's a pop up. It's been in several locations. So, originally, um, they were at the Versace Mansion inside of Gianni's ah, Suite. yeah,
0: that's right, that's right, okay. Yes,
1: um, they were going under another name at that point, um, but they're now called Gold Standard. They then moved to the Nook, which is located on the second floor at Soho House, and they are now inside the Ritz-Carlton in Ball Harbor. Ah,
0: got it.
1: So, this is a very specific, um, I don't want to say sushi snob, because they are very welcoming to everybody, but it's a very... Um, authentic experience where it is omakase essentially means chef's choice okay so they fly in these ingredients from japan um from the best sources around the world and they serve it to you fresh and they, the way that it's served to you piece by piece you eat it with hand not with a chopstick okay fun fact oh yeah um that's the way you eat it no soy sauce no spicy mayo nothing crazy really
0: and, delicious and is this a uh sake place
1: they have fantastic sake okay. they have fantastic whiskies as well
0: Okay, right, yes. uh, right on. Yes. All right.
1: <laughs> and they also have access to the bar for the hotel in case oh, nice. other cocktails nice. or anything. Nice. Um, okay, so another one that I really, really love would be, of course, the best Thai food in all of South Florida.
0: I have a few guesses, but I'm gonna let you go there <laughs> and just be mindful you could offend some people. I so. could offend okay. some people, so the I have to apologize. Best Thai food.
1: The best Thai food specifically the curries. I love the curries and I love the beef jerky here. Okay. Is that a little place called Thai
0: <laughs> You just saved both of us. <laughs> you would have been on a hit list. <laughs> okay. okay, I was like sweating a little bit. I'm like, uh-oh, I might be in trouble <laughs> okay. for this. But no, okay. this is
1: the absolute best place. It's been there for, what, 15 plus years. They do have great sushi, but for me, the stars are the beef jerky, all Wait, of their curries. Well, I'm
0: sorry, Uh-oh. I'm gonna be rude. The, the stars outside of Chef B outside. is please.
1: <laughs> so <some>. outside <laughs> of Chef B, the owner, the chef, the uh, the the personality, the brand that is Chef B. <laughs> uh, the stars are definitely um, the curries here. The there's a green curry with fish that I love. There is a crispy duck curry. It's a red curry that's to die
0: the best my favorite dish literally (laughs) that is my favorite dish it really is
1: it's one of those where you really want to lick the plate you want to be that person in the restaurant so yes uh the beef jerky too right with that like sticky rice they serve it with I don't know what they put in that sticky rice. it's (laughs) crazy bananas so and so many other things but you also do come for the chef bee experience
0: it's we before we get into the chef bee experience the bok choy
1: the bok choy
0: it's crazy it's (laughs) how do they make it it's i don't want to know i don't want to know but before the chef b experience before we get into the chef b experience chef b is also a fitness wellness professional yes and he spends a lot of time in gyms in anatomy i should say not necessarily in gyms he spends a lot of time at tremble i'm pretty sure he works at least full-time at Tremble.
1: <laughs> he might be for, the mascot. For
0: Arian. And um, I know that today he was driving Aryan around. Wow. So I think that that's a really, really strong case to say he could work for Tremble. But he's a great ambassador for anatomy as well. But please, if you go to Oishitai, what can you expect from Chef B?
1: What can you expect from Chef B? Well, um, what can I say? It's a, it's a festive experience. <laughs>
0: and then some (laughs) and then some
1: uh he's definitely known for his famous uh sake bombs oh yeah he'll make you do some of those Mm -hmm. you might regret them in the morning but they'll be fun at the time Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) there may be a few appetizers that come out or large fishes that end up on the table but (laughs) nevertheless you will not leave (laughs) hungry and you may leave tipsy
1: definitely (laughs) i think that's gonna absolutely happen okay um okay so next on the list <laughs> there's so many here um i like this little place it's a cafe so we're going to switch gears a little bit we're going to go more to like the morning after you've left chef b's party okay and you need to kind of recover there's a little place on south beach called bebito's cafe okay very cute it's located at the bottom of the flamingo uh residences yeah <laughs> we're not going to get into the <laughs> flamingo today we don't have all time that's, that's for all of a, that that's
0: another conversation. <laughs>
1: But uh, they have really fantastic coffee, breakfast, and brunch food. Um, They have a vaca frita bowl. So it has like a little Latin twist to it. You know, the owners are Cuban-American.
0: What is that? I don't even know what that is.
1: So vaca frita, well, directly translates into like a fried cow. Okay. But it's just kind of like a yummy little shredded cow situation. And they mix it in in the bowl with like some grains, some greens. It is actually pretty healthy, pretty filling, great protein. Okay. Okay. And uh, they just have uh, great coffees. They have all the alternative dairies for people that can't do dairy. And it's a cool hangout spot. There's a lot of cool young people there, a lot of influencers, a lot of good-looking faces. So it's also a networking spot. Perfect,
0: perfect. Let's do three more. Three more. Three more, and then we will get into pizza real quick because I think that's an important topic.
1: Okay, so let's do three more. So let's say, ooh, leku all right so now we have to talk about le Coup. Okay. so this is like a basque uh cuisine okay uh this place is really really beautiful really understated um elevated but still welcoming which i think is an important distinction to make um so they do these just really spectacular uh light spanish dishes there and again a fantastic wine list it's located inside the Rubel. uh collection the museum okay so it's kind of a cool um, up-and-coming area that it's in in allopata and I don't know I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it they're one of the few places that actually get their particular uh, variation of Iberico Mm -hmm. ham which Mm -hmm. I didn't know this but um, one of the owners there told me that there are only usually only Michelin starred restaurants that are allowed to carry this particular kind of Iberico ham. really Um, And they're one of the few that are not yet Michelin because Michelin, as you know, is not yet here, but they are coming in Miami Mm -hmm. and they have it. They're just really spectacular. And um, I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those spots that's overlooked because it isn't a party. Okay. Um, Just really chic and cool. I don't know, I love it.
0: I never even heard of it. Another one on the
1: list. (laughs) Another one and locally owned again. Okay. Um, And then another sushi place that I do love because I love sushi so much, is in Coral Gables. It's inside of a strip mall with a Walgreens in it and a Milam's.
0: That's saying a lot.
1: Okay. People don't necessarily know. Uh, this place is called Matsuri. Okay. And when I was a kid and I used to go there, I saw Madonna there a few times and Sylvester Stallone. It's one of those places, That's you know? Crazy. They crazy. At the same time? The, it's like seeing a I unicorn. They, okay. <laughs> they might or may not. I don't know. Wow. Madonna was dating a lot of bold-faced names at that time. <laughs> maybe at the same time no offense <laughs> chris <laughs> sorry chris
0: yeah.
1: but uh no so matsuri is a little bit more traditional they do have a full menu and a la carte menu they also have a spectacular omakase experience at their bar um extensive sake list um and just a great hole in the wall experience that again is elevated um family friendly and i don't I don't know. I feel like people kind of forgotten that it's there, just because it's not necessarily a really flashy party scene.
0: Okay. There's so many places to eat, but we have to remember that Miami. We hit on it a little bit earlier, but my, wasn't really a. Uh, uh, it wasn't a lot of. I'm saying I'm talking 2006. It really wasn't a restaurant city.
1: No. It really wasn't. No. But there, it's emerged. I think. Um, I think over the years, I don't know if people have just become more savvy to promoting what was here, but I do know that, you know, the only thing that I really remember that wasn't like a big Nobu or Prime 112 kind of place was a lot of little Latin spots. You know, a lot of little like Cayocho, there's a lot of spots there um, that are really, really great, but I think I don't know if people became more aware or more people kind of moved here. Maybe it was too casual and there wasn't. I think there maybe was focus more on just kind of quick like little cafecitos and coffee and windows Mm -hmm. and things and quick ins and outs. And maybe there wasn't a focus on the complete dining experience, which I have to say, I think Miami still has a bit of a ways to go there. That is one thing I can definitely acknowledge. I think that as a city, maybe we haven't... um, made the strides that other cities like New York or LA or even Chicago have made in mm-hmm. offering somebody the full dining experience from beginning to finish and right. not having to sacrifice maybe service for really good food right, right, right. or maybe just having a really amazing scene, which is the most common thing I think in Miami. There's a lot of great scenes that do not have
0: a lot of scene,
1: fantastic food. Yeah, yeah. I would say maybe even mediocre food and I might mm-hmm. get in trouble for saying that, yeah. but I have to be honest. Yeah. I think that one thing Miami's guilty of is we do have a lot of um, C plus food that's being served just because maybe it's an A-plus scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Appreciate the honesty.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, And so one of the last places I'll talk about on my list, uh, which I think is more of a party scene and also does have great food, is Sweet Liberty. Okay. So I don't know if you know Sweet Liberty. I don't know if you've been there. Um, It's on South Beach. It's off of Liberty Ave in uh, Collins. Tiny little place. They have fantastic music um, and they have amazing food. And I believe, off the record, one of the Chefs there, I don't know if she promotes this now or not, is Michelle Bernstein, who's one of the stars, one of our local stars Mm -hmm. in the culinary scene. Mm -hmm. So they actually have some of the best swordfish tacos I've ever had in my life. They're at a bar. I know. Yeah, and um, I eat everything. I definitely eat meat. I am a carnivore. However, I regularly crave their cauliflower nachos. Really?
0: Yes. That sounds good. I know Michelle is super talented and gifted and, and is a very hard worker. Incredible. I, I love everything she does. She's She's awesome. really incredible. Awesome.
1: She really gets it right, in my opinion, every single time. Awesome. So,
0: She's yeah. with someone that's in it. Like, she knows it for decades and, like, just gets it. In, yeah. In, in, so much respect for her. Okay. So, pizza. Uh-oh. Let's cover. I know this is, this is a wild topic. You're going to give me the top three pizza. Pizza. Ooh. Pizza. Pizza spots. Pizza spots. In Miami.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Okay and they different they're like superheroes they all have different skill sets right yes so let's go backwards number three oh my god would be a lot of pressure number three would be and why
1: Ooh, i have to rank them okay what about what if we reevaluate what if they're superheroes that all save the world but they do it in different ways that's right? fine. I'm fine
0: with that. Can we save that? That's fair. That's fair. They're all superheroes and they, <laughs> they, they save the world <laughs> in are. different ways. Please.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. I'm going to get in so much trouble. I apologize in advance. Once again, I'm doing a lot of apologizing today. Uh, I love and I adore and I crave on a regular, very regular basis. Mr. O1. Ooh,
0: I hear a lot of... Th- I've had it and it's wonderful.
1: Go on. Mr. O1. Uh, they used to be called Visa one Apparently, they had to change their name because Visa got a little heated about the use of the name. They were such a good pizza that, from what I understand and from what I've read, uh, the gentleman who owns it, the chef, actually cooked for the board that was reviewing his visa to stay in this country. And it was so good that they approved it. They granted him a special visa. I am not kidding.
0: I love that story.
1: Um, The Star Luca pizza, if you go there, for me is a non Negotiable. You can't mm-hmm. miss it. I mean, the crusts are filled with yeah. this light, fluffy homemade ricotta that is the stuff that dreams are made of.
0: It's light. It's light. It's, you no, know, <laughs> it is light.
1: It is. You know what the funny thing is? It's one of those places where you can totally stuff your face and you can leave and you don't feel like that heavy, greasy feeling. You're not like, oh my God, get me out of here. I'll, I'll like buy stretcher. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I love them. They have a few locations now. Um, they have a very simplified wine list, really good. And they also sell a couple of their olive oils that I love and adore. So that's that. Um, we already did talk about Lucali. I know this is their second that's location. Okay. I know they're also in New York. They're mm-hmm. pretty damn good. Um, I don't think there's much argument there. I have to give a shout, however, to a place that I feel like nobody talks about. It's okay. a little, little tiny joint on Biscayne in like 63rd, 65th, somewhere around oh, there.
0: I actually think I know this one. Do you know this please, one? Please,
1: please. Is it Omunacello?
0: it's yeah. it's very popular
1: i mean very I feel very like
0: popular it, up there i, I live i live by there okay. that's why that's why everyone knows it
1: okay i feel like to me like i only discovered it i have to say a few years ago i had a co-worker who had moved here recently from italy and he's the one who put me on i mean this is a place that was so legit that when i went he had to order for us because most of the people were only speaking italian which made me immediately trust it right right um their pizza is spectacular also very thin. They apparently have a dough that's also a black dough, as opposed to the white pizza dough, um, which I don't know if it was just in my head, but I felt like it had this like extra flavor or something. I don't know. Perfectly crispy. They have their little fire oven like right in the back of the restaurant. Um, I don't know. I think it's spectacular. There's a seafood one too. Okay. It's one of the only places I'll actually order the seafood. That's saying pizza. a lot. Yes. That's saying a lot. Um, yeah. And Go. then. <laughs> Go the last place i have to shout out they're not fully open uh they're going to be soon soon. they're just doing pop-ups right now tiny little place right here near uh in between winwood and in between design district it's called old greg's pizza
0: oh we've heard about this endorsement before so tell tell us
1: yeah i think i ate there like three times in one week recently i mean people were thinking that i was working there i was the spokesperson So this is a lovely couple who basically, uh, Greg and his girlfriend, Jackie, really, really sweet, cool, hardworking people. And they basically had plans to open a brick and mortar shop. And then of course COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So they decided to just go right ahead and start um, baking these pies at the time, which were like in these like rectangular trays, Mm kind of square rectangular Mm -hmm. sort of shape um, in their home. And they were doing them for delivery only. Uh, So they went ahead and they now were able to get a space and um they do both the square pies and they do more of a traditional pie okay and the kind of uh extra special pizzazz that they put into it is a few things number one it's a sourdough naturally like rising naturally leavened uh Mm -hmm. crust Mm -hmm. amazing and they also happen to offer this spicy honey that you can just kind of coat the pizza in and some burrata i mean the stuff is insane sounds
0: incredible so is it when when is it opening
1: um, I'm in about two weeks. I think they were saying that they're planning to be fully open. It's just been a little hard for them, just like for everybody. I mean, staffing and everything.
0: And did I miss the location?
1: Um, so the location is, uh, right past the train tracks on second Ave. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: this is now this is so the audience knows this is the third time that Stephanie's told me about old Greg's pizza. And she said, it's incredible. And that's saying a lot to mention it three times and there's a lot of pretty good pizza spots in miami so please
1: there's a lot there's a lot so they um so their thing once again is because they're only doing pop-ups right now the game is you have to get there early you have to get there preferably before they're open so if you check their instagram and they say hey we're doing this starting at six i'm out there at like really i mean there was a time i was out there at five i'm not even kidding this stuff was like it was like a sneaker drop it was like i don't know if anyone remembers waiting at like (laughs) To buy tickets for concerts, you know, in person back when we used to do that. You know, Backstreet Boys, I used to like line up at this place called Specs Music. It was like that. It's serious for me, okay? That's funny. So um, they're actually at, so they're at 3620 Northeast 2nd Ave. Okay. Um,
0: Awesome. Awesome. So yeah. You got to check out Old Greg's Pizza. Yes. All right. So you've been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I have a quick list here. This is like the... Miami food starter pack, quick list, <laughs> starter pack, okay? Yes. All right. So you have to, the first one that comes to your mind, boom, that's it. And if you want a, a quick little tidbit about why, that's fine. Best scene.
1: Best scene? Yeah. Like a party you, scene? You
0: got to pick best scene in a restaurant.
1: Oh, best scene out of the list it, that it, I gave you? In
0: a, well, it can be on the list. It can be off the list, but... Best scene.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Okay, on the list, best romantic cute scene, Odia. Go there, for sure. It's a vibe. Okay. Best scene right now off that list that I mentioned, Mm -hmm. dude, Hasselan's pretty crazy. I have to throw it in there.
0: Hasselan? What is that? They
1: are (laughs) the same family as uh, their major food group. They're the same family as Carbone and Zizi's. Um, I love Z's too. I mean, we have to talk about them, right? But Hasalon is a wild party. They hand out cowbells at some point in the night. People of are dancing on the tables. It's definitely a vibe. Stand, it's a rager.
0: Standard procedure. <laughs> yeah. Handing out cowbells. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Best service.
1: Ooh. Best service. Holy crap. Wow, I'm on the spot here. Uh uh-huh. chef b oh the chef, most personal chef b i love chef b you you're, know what i gotta give it to him no service like chef b service it's
0: true though i mean chef b you know he's a good friend uh, like a brother but i i pick on him all the time but he's a great human being and he he works his ass off
1: yes i'm not yes. kidding he
0: it's it's unbelievable he works his ass off anyone who says he doesn't hasn't watched him work it's crazy
1: no, and I don't know anybody who's ever that I've brought, you know, first timers to his restaurant. I don't know a single person who hasn't left like with his phone number, giving him a hug, you know, agreeing to come back. It's so true. I I, I true. think that's so important here. I talk, you know, forever about places that have horrible service, right. but there's nothing like going to a place where you're treated with so much uh, just attention and love, and really feeling like you're in a family environment.
0: Nice, way to go, chef. Not surprised that he does it for <laughs> us all the time. Okay. I know you mentioned a breakfast spot, the one in the Flamingo, but you had to tell someone where to get breakfast in Miami right now. Where are they going?
1: Best Best breakfast in Miami? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm going to go with an old school spot in the Grove. Go to Green Street.
0: Man, everyone loves Green Street. Green Street's
1: fun. It's an institution. There's a reason it's been there so long. And... I don't know. You go out there on Sundays. All those families are there. People are there. There's singles there for single people that want to meet somebody. Cute guys with their dogs. I don't know. Like, it's a fun community spot. And I remember for as long as I've lived here, you know, my parents, when we moved here, when I was a kid, it was one of the first places that, like, stayed stuck in my mind. I just remember seeing it and being like, what are all these people doing there? Like, what's happening at this place, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Awesome. Best smoothie.
1: Best smoothie. Pura Vida. Oh, man. I'm just gonna s I'm just going to, I have to say it. I love them. You know what I mean? Like I, they have different locations now, so you can pick whichever one you want to go to. I happen to go to the one in Edgewater or the one in Design District uh, the most, but they have some pretty yummy smoothies. Yeah.
0: I think Dreamer should Ooh. get a shout out.
1: Okay. Dreamer. That's true.
0: That's true. Dreamer does a great job. And I know that Sun Life is, uh. They're open here now. They're open yeah, they're opening a spot. on. Um, yes, for all you all L.A. Time. peeps. Oh, yeah. LA. You're going to
1: recognize Sun Life. Oh, L.A. loves Sun Life.
0: <laughs> and, okay. Best steak in Miami.
1: Holy crap. Another one. I'm going to bind. Okay, so uh, <laughs> as a Brazilian, okay, I love... Texas to Brazil for the Brazilian style experience you know if you guys haven't had an an authentic one it's funny because the owners there unless they've changed are actually Lebanese if I'm not mistaken they're not even Brazilian but they get it right that makes sense I used to go there a lot several years ago I really did Um, other than that I would have to say Prime 112 still has to get a shout out here because again an institution
0: you know, one of my good friends says they never, the quality It's always on. Consistent. Yeah, it's so consistent.
1: Very consistent.
0: And they do a great. Cheryl is amazing.
1: And they do a great fried Oreos. Yes, they do.
0: Yes, <laughs> they do. I don't know how. They should just get a shout out just for managing the crowd the way they do. No, Miles
1: is amazing.
0: Miles is amazing. Cheryl is amazing. Yeah, I Cheryl. Heard, heard they yes. like it. They're, they're incredible people. Uh, best lounge scene. Then we'll take it back. You
1: know what? I have a new one. Please. I haven't mentioned it yet, and I really love it. I discovered it recently. Dante's Hi-Fi in Wynwood. Okay. Also locally owned and operated. Really freaking cool. They only play records. Really? Sorry. Vinyl. Vinyl. Yeah, vinyl. Nice. You walk in, super cool vibe, dark. You kind of don't feel like you're even in Miami. Maybe it's a New York vibe. Maybe it's an L.A. vibe. I'm not really sure. But they only play records, which I'm sorry, but if you know about records... This new generation, they don't know. The, the sound quality, I don't know. There's something else about it.
0: They don't know about CDs. They
1: don't know about CDs even. <laughs> they don't know the struggle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. A lot of pressure here. Best dessert.
1: Ooh. Okay. Look has this crazy, insane, I'm going to call it the wrong thing. It's like a sort of cheesecake situation. I dream about it all the time. It's really, really good. So, we have to go back to Lacou for one of those. And then I would say hmm. ZZ's.
0: ZZ's? Are you? So, please, which dessert is it? ZZ's to?
1: has a newer item on the menu. It's this deconstructed Snickers bar on top of this like bed of like shaved ice with peanuts and caramel surprisingly light but it's so delicious and it's huge and i swear to god i could eat the whole thing by myself
0: it's funny you say that because last time i was there i was eating it and i was thinking i don't know what this is but i don't want to stop eating it and i kept going back into it and it didn't really feel bad for me but it was dessert yeah and it was very unique to say the least yeah but it was shaved ice
1: it's shaved ice mostly so you know technically it doesn't really count does it (laughs)
0: I always, whenever it gets to the table, it's fat-free and it's sugar-free and it's okay for the night.
1: That's what I tell myself.
0: (laughs) Steph, I can't thank you enough for coming on. And, you you know, I would maybe, let's end with, you want to give advice to someone who's trying to establish themselves in Miami and you want to give them great advice. What would you tell this person? Because we're all about trying to give people just some foundation some advice or uh, the people who are trying to come up what advice would you give them for their come up
1: the best advice that's gonna sound so kumbaya but I'm telling you it's the only thing that's worked for me just be a kind human being and be an authentic human being and I don't mean that in some new agey you know charge my crystals whatever not that there's anything wrong with that way I just mean be the person that you're okay with being, when you look yourself in the mirror in the morning, when you lay your head down on your pillow at night, like just be good to people, man. Cause people in Miami have been guilty of one thing that I think we need to improve. And it happens in every big city of having very transactional relationships and always being worried about what can I get out of this? What can I get out of this? At some point they need to pay me back in some way. Just be concerned with what you can do for people. People can think you're a fool. They can think you're giving away for free. It doesn't matter. Just be nice, be kind, be generous with the person next to you. If you just got to Miami, talk to as many people as you can. Go out to dinner alone. Go to some of these spots alone. Sit at the bar. Talk mm-hmm. to the person next to you. you'd Be surprised. Get to know their story. Ask them a couple questions and actually listen when they speak to you. Mm-hmm. That has gotten me further with so many people in every walk of life than anything else that I've done.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That's great advice. Uh, thank you for taking us through this list. Thank you for the wonderful advice. Why don't you let the audience know where they can find you, and where they can follow
1: you? Yes. So you can find me at looking for Steph on Instagram or at Steph told me where all my recommendations and all my fun Miami scene gossip is that. Yeah. Uh,
0: you've been great. Thank you so very thank much. You. And we will have you back on and we're going to create another list. You're going to create another list. Yes,
1: absolutely. I can't wait. All right. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> thank you. we <laughs>